All right, everybody, it's another time, another new episode of CamCast on the way. I want to thank everybody that's been listening so far, that everyone who listened to the last episode, and uh, got a lot of positive responses for the Karate Kid episode that I did. Um, today, we're going to have another movie episode, because I'm really starting to like doing the movie episodes, and we're going to be able to break down a lot of the movies that I really love. Um, and this next movie that we're going to be breaking down today, it's Warrior. Warrior from 2011, possibly one of my top 10 favorite films of all time. Uh, this movie just has a ton of heart, and when I originally wanted to do my podcast and do movie reviews, this is one of the first movies I originally thought of, because this is one of my favorite movies. It's a very good movie. It's a great action movie. It's a great family movie. It's a great, you know, feeling, you know, heartfelt movie, and over, it's, it's one of the movies that I can watch over and over again, you know, even the ending. And I still get misty-eyed. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not afraid to admit that. I still get pretty teary-eyed, and it's it's very emotional. I could literally put on this the end for this movie, you know, just on YouTube as a clip, you know, the last two, three minutes of it, and I just start crying. It's, it is a powerful ending to a really, really powerful story with, you know, great direction, great acting, great set pieces, and it was just, it was a mixture of a ton of fun, you know, literally on the edge of your seat, you know, jumping out of your seat, getting excited, you know, that type of fun. But then at the same time, there's a lot of heart to this movie. And I'll be talking about that, you know, coming up. Uh, again, I just want to thank everybody that's been listening so far. Uh, hopefully you guys have been having a good time listening. Hopefully this is getting you, if you're listening to it in your car, it's getting you from point A to point B. Uh, if you're listening to it in your leisure time, hopefully it's uh, it's not as boring as uh, as I hope it. <laughs> I don't think, I don't. I hope everybody's having a good time. But, uh, you know, as again, if you guys could please share, like, and subscribe the podcast, it would be a great help to me so I can just continue doing my thing. You know, it's, it's, I like doing this for myself, but I feel like when, you know, the people are, are giving you positive responses, it makes you want to do something good for the people that are listening. So I'm here for you guys. Um, all right, that's pretty much it for, for uh, the beginning part right here. So let's go ahead and get into it. Alright, episode 6, we're here. I want to thank everybody again for listening. Let's get into it. Warrior, from 2011, definitely one of my all-time favorite films. Uh, It's a story of two brothers who fight in the MMA, who have a very seriously estranged relationship, and, you know, what happens at the end of that and how they kind of overcome that. Uh, I'll talk more about that as we go on, but, you know, i got to give credit where credit is due. Um, so the director of this film is Gavin O'Connor. Gavin O'Connor did an excellent job directing this movie. Uh, his other main claim to fame in terms of directing, he directed the 2004 hit Miracle. Uh, that was a story of the United States hockey team that beat the, uh, the Cana- I believe it was the Canadians, and it was called The Miracle on Ice. And that was another fantastic movie. It happens to also be a sports movie. You know, this is also a sports movie too, MMA world, in, uh, in the MMA world. But uh, no, Gavin O'Connor does an excellent job in this movie. The way he that he shoots things, uh, the way he puts character, the set pieces, everything that it is, that he did to make this movie work, absolutely works. And then of course, let's get to the main stars of this movie. We have Tom Hardy as Tommy Reardon. We have Joel Edgerton as Brendan Conlon. We have Nick Nolte, the very famous Nick Nolte as Patty Conlon, who is the father of both Tom Hardy's character and Joel Edgerton's character. We have Jennifer Morrison as Tess Conlon, who is Joel Edgerton's uh, wife in this movie. Uh, Jennifer Morrison, she was in a couple episodes of This Is Us last year. She was in How I Met Your Mother. Uh, if, if you saw her face, you'd recognize her. And then probably the other main player in this movie is going to be Frank Grillo. 
Frank Griller plays Frank Campana, who winds up being uh, Joel Edgerton's trainer for MMA in this movie. And Frank Griller, you remember him as Crossbones in uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier and uh, in uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, no, I think I believe is uh, actually Civil War. But yeah, Frank Grillo's underrated actor. That guy's fantastic. You know, he always rocks the uh, the uh, the faux hawk with the uh, with you know with the business in the back and everything. But now Frank Grillo is really good in this movie too. So I kind of touched that on a little bit. But this movie is the story of two brothers and the estrangement that they have, and uh, but how MMA works into that and how it kind of fixes their their lives together. So to kind of get started, the movie starts out with Tommy Reardon, and you know that he's a he's an ex U.S. Marine. And he goes to Pittsburgh to go see his uh, to go see his dad because he hears of the of the there's a possibility going to be a new uh, MMA tournament that's going to be happening in uh, Atlantic City, and he knows that his dad was probably one of the best trainers ever. So what we realize really quick, pretty much as soon as the movie starts, is uh, Nick Nolte's character Patty is or was a complete piece of shit. Uh, we get a lot of context clues that he was really abusive to Tom Hardy. He was really abusive to Joel Edgerton's characters. And he was definitely abusive to their mother, who unfortunately in this movie dies uh, before the movie even begins. Uh, the way it sounds, it looks like she died of cancer. And she died um, just with, with Tommy Reardon, which is uh, Tom Hardy's character. And she and so Joel Edgerton's character never even got to you know, know that his mom was, uh, was sick and that she was dying. But pretty early on, uh, Tom Hardy he goes into a, a a local gym and he fights a he he gets a gym membership and he goes ahead and he fights one of the main people that are there as just like a sparring thing and this guy happens to be like a really you know prominent MMA figure this guy's name is Mad Dog Grimes and <clears throat> literally Tommy kicks him on his ass within 15 seconds and the video goes viral and he becomes like the next, you know, viral video. And this is 2011, so this is kind of when viral videos were starting to take off, but it was filmed on one of those crappy flip phones. But literally, he just knocks this guy out and all of a sudden, he's all over the internet and it's crazy. And after that, the owner of the gym wants to basically be his manager and he helps get him into Sparta. Sparta being this really crazy... Uh, mixed martial arts competition where there are 16 guys and over the course of three days literally 48 hours or 72 hours i believe they have to do a tournament style uh grand prix fighting exhibition to see who will who is the toughest guy on the planet that's what they always keep saying and the winner gets five million dollars so tommy originally knew that this was going on and he wanted to get money to give to his ex uh his ex-battle uh, buddy's wife because his ex-battle buddy died in combat. Um, while this is going on, you have Joel Edgerton's Brennan Conlon character who is a physics teacher at a high school. He's a great physics teacher. The first scene is him interacting with his students in a super positive way. You know, he's giving them really good uh, insights on some of the, you know, the three... Uh, uh, what Newton's three laws, I believe it is. And he does that and you, you realize that he's just an overall good guy. He's a family guy. He has a wife. He has two young daughters. And pretty soon you realize that their their world is is a lot more difficult than you know what's on the surface. You learn that uh, they had to mortgage their house in order for them to be able to afford to have open heart surgery on one of his daughters. And so what Brendan Conlon does on the side is he fights in cage matches in parking lots for extra money. And he does this a lot of the time behind his wife's back, but he knows that he has to do this because he knows that his teacher's salary and the fact that his wife is a waitress, they can't make enough money to afford their house payment and all their medical bills that they're dealing with. So it's it's definitely a lot. It's definitely really tough. But then one one time, 
uh, Brennan comes back to school with a bunch of bruises, and the superintendent of the school literally fires him with no pay. So Brennan is without a job, and so basically he has to kind of resort to fighting again. So he's going to be taking up mixed martial arts again. And it kind of sucks because the principal of the school is actually really cool, and he seems to really like Brendan Conlon a lot. But um, he's kind of, you know, his hands are tied because the superintendent is his boss, but, you know, it is what it is. So then after that, uh, Brennan goes to go visit Frank Campana, which was his former trainer, because apparently, uh, and the movie kind of briefly touches on this, but I've seen it probably 20 to 50 times, somewhere in there. Uh, Frank Campana was his trainer because Brennan Conlon used to do cage fighting. He was in the the MMA before, uh, more on an amateur level, but he was still, you still have, he has a record in the MMA. So none of this is new to him. You know, he is a professional fighter, but basically he begs Frank Campana to just train him because he needs to start fighting to win money. And so Frank Campana, he agrees. And so that's what happens. Um, then they, you know, there's a montage of, uh, of Brendan Conlon. He's training with him. And at the same time, you know, Tommy, Tommy Reardon's training with his dad. And uh, they're both training at the same time. Tommy's training to get into Sparta when Brendan is just training f- just f- to get back into shape so we can just start fighting normal fights. So what happens is Frank Campana has a golden boy. And his golden boy goes down on a hike or a, on, a, on a sprint up a hill one day. So Frank Campana, he pulls some serious strings, and he gets uh, Brendan Collin into Sparta. He gets him as one of the 16 fighters that makes it into Sparta, which, I mean, like, it's pretty crazy because Brendan Collin hasn't really, you know, according to this movie, he hasn't been in the cage in a really long time, at least a legit cage, instead of fighting in a, uh, a parking lot. But he gets him in there as one of the 16 fighters, and I think it's really interesting. So another thing the movie does is we kind of get the sense that Tommy and Brendan haven't seen each other since they were since they were boys. Uh, it looks like Tommy kind of left when he was 15, 16 years old, and Brendan was going to leave with them, but that's when he met his now wife Tess. So he was kind of he was between a rock and a hard place. He didn't want to leave his brother and his mom, and that's what makes their first interaction so powerful. Uh, so the first time that Brendan sees his brother Tommy in years actually happens to be at the Taj Mahal Hotel in uh, Atlantic City when they're registering for the new uh, uh, for the the Sparta tournament. Literally, Brendan looks across the casino. He looks and he makes eye contact with his brother, and he's just you know he's just in shock. He's just in utter shock. Um, he's completely just you know it, you can just see it on his face. It's like he, he looks like he's seen a ghost. Like he's just, he looks really, really emotional and he looks across between scared and happy at the same time. And then you see Tommy and Tommy's just sulking. You know, Tommy's the other side of this coin. Tommy just looks pissed off. He looks like he doesn't want to see Brennan and it's rough. So uh, later on that night they meet and it's not your your typical meeting, you know. They meet on the, on the beach in the sand and they have probably one of the most interesting bits of dialogue that I've ever heard on a screen ever. I mean, you could really feel the tension. You can feel a lot of the issues between these two brothers. And honestly, it's really well done, but it's just really sad. Uh, the first thing that Tommy said that, uh, that Brendan says is, you know, it's, you know, hi, you know, what's going on? And then Tommy's like, do I know you? And then Brendan's like, I'm your brother, man. And then Tommy's like, did you fight in the core? And then Brennan's like, what? He's like, my brother fought in the core. And of course, he's referring to his battle buddy. But it's it's just so heartbreaking because you can tell Brennan's trying to have a relationship with his brother because he knows that he did his brother wrong by not going with him and his mom. But Tommy's just not having it. Tommy's been through a lot. He literally had to bury one of his parents all on his own without his brother there, without his dad there. When you know He was obviously a young boy. And... Now he just, at this point in his life, he, he's been fine without Brennan, and now he just doesn't want anything to do with him. You know, it's, 
another really sad line in this this whole interaction is he's like Brendan or Tommy says you know you you bailed on me I needed you you're my big brother and you weren't there that that fucking hurts you know it's that's that's really really rough and like as a brother you know you you really you you take that that kind of stuff to heart you know that's that's really tough I can only imagine <clears throat> I can only imagine what Brendan Conlon was thinking in that exact moment you know he probably felt like the be- biggest piece of shit on earth you know it's not like he really wanted to and he even says it he's like how was I supposed to know I was never going to see you again he literally says that exact line and you know it's I don't know it's just really heartbreaking so they leave there and obviously the there's still a lot of bad blood there's still a lot of negativity but you know there's no time for that because Sparta's starting right now Sparta's going on so Tommy has his first match and he wins in brilliant fashion in just like 10 seconds. He beats up the dude, punches him right in the face, and then just runs out of the cage because he's not there. He doesn't really care about the interviews. He just wants to go there, win his $5 million, and that's it. But let me tell you something. These fights in this movie are absolutely incredible. They are just on your... You're, I'm, you're literally punching the, you know, punching the air. You're getting excited. You're getting... I've seen this movie tons of times and I still get super hyped for these fight scenes. These fight scenes are unreal. They're... They're so so good, and I'll get into a little bit of the of the uh, the post production secrets later on. That let me know that a lot of this shit really happened. Like the way that they fought in this movie. If you haven't seen Warrior, you need to watch it just for these fight scenes. These fight scenes are unreal. The way they cut the camera, the way you know the the loud sounds of the bodies banging on the uh, on the mat itself. It's unbelievable how these look. So you know. Obviously, Tommy wins his first fight. Brennan's fight's a lot tougher. Brennan Conlon, if you haven't seen Joel Edgerton before, Joel Edgerton is, um, he's kind of, he's a lot more of a slender guy. He's a lot more cut. So he has to face a guy whose nickname is Midnight. This guy just looks like an Adonis. And he literally has to go three rounds with this guy, and he's getting his ass kicked the whole time. Midnight is kicking Brennan Conlon's ass. But then, uh, Brennan Conlon, his best attribute is his grappling. So he gets Midnight into some type of submission, and Midnight submits, and that's it. And it's crazy because you can really feel like you know the music changes and like the energy is is amazing, you know. And then uh, it's I don't know, it's it's just a really really good moment. So they they have their next their next matches after that, and they each win again. Uh, Brennan or Tommy again in spectacular fashion in a really quick knockout, and then you have Brennan Conlon. He won in, again in another submission, and then this is for the semi to get into the finals. This is the semifinals. There's a final four. It's Tommy against Mad Dog, who he beat before in that uh, that sparring match in a gym in Pittsburgh, and then it's Brennan Conlon against the the it's supposedly this guy's this guy's name is Koba that he's gonna be going against. Koba in this movie is like the god of MMA. You know that's how they kind of really hype him up to be, and he's played by Kurt Angle, and he's a Russian. So there's a lot of like. It's really funny, you know, it's a lot of, uh, uh, it's, I don't know, because obviously Kurt Angle, he was in the WWE, and he wore, like, the Stars and Stripes, and he was a U.S. gold medal Olympian and all that, but he plays a Russian in this movie. Uh, you never hear him talk, but he's, you know, he's, he's a Russian, um, but he's huge, obviously. You've seen Kurt Angle, he's just a massive guy. So, Tommy fights Mad Dog again, kicks him, kick, kicks his ass, just completely destroys him again, and Mad Dog was, you know, chomping at the bit the whole time, but he had nothing for Tommy Reardon. You know, Tommy Reardon owned him. And then uh, Brennan Conlon goes up against Koba, and it's a bloodbath. Brennan Conlon's getting tossed around like a rag doll. He's getting tossed up against the uh, the chain link fence in the octagon. But then eventually he gets a crazy hold on Koba, and he just holds it, and Koba taps out. And it's an amazing moment because you can see it on Brennan's face. He just can't believe that that this even happened. You know, so now we have Brennan Conlon versus Tommy Reardon 
for the championship. And the interesting part about all this is that no one involved in this event knew that Tommy and Brennan were brothers except for Tommy, Brennan, Frank, and the dad. It, for you know, Because they have different last names because Tommy was going by his mother's last name and Brennan continued to have his father's last name so they didn't know they were brothers. So it was kind of interesting that uh, that this happened. Right before, I think it was about an hour before the match, you know, in, in their movie time, the announcers, they go on there and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to believe this. But the two men fighting tonight for the championship are brothers. And it's just like, damn. You know, that's, you can read everybody, there's it just complete silence in the movie. And it's just, everyone's face is just completely bewildered. You know, it's just, it's nuts. You know, these brothers are going to go toe-to-toe, but they don't really know that there's even more than that. These brothers have bad blood. You know, Tommy Reardon, you know, seems to just have so much resentment for his older brother. And Brennan just has resentment for his dad because his dad always picked Tommy over him. You know, Tommy's the younger brother, but Tommy was always a better wrestler in high school. And that's why Brennan uh, stayed because he thought that maybe for once his dad would pick him. There's honestly a lot of nuances to this movie that make it even better. It's just so deep. You can really do a deep dive on it. That's why I implore everybody to watch it, you know, many times. So... What happens is now the championship match is going on and it's it starts off pretty bad. You know, Tommy's throwing Brennan all over the place. Uh, Brennan gets him into uh, some type of submission hold in the second round and Brennan snaps his shoulder. He literally snaps his shoulder, dislocates his shoulder, and Tommy's in pain. And Brennan doesn't want to fight him anymore. But Frank's saying, hey, you need to do this. You need to fight him. You know, what's he's standing between you and $5 million. But Brennan loves his brother, you know, and it's, it's, really, it's really, really powerful the way that they that they do this so what happens is the director he puts a, a song on there and it's just like in a really like emotional song and the lyrics in it are really captivating it's a really uh it's a very like relaxing song but it really goes good to juxtapose what's going on on screen which is like you know a true like match between these two brothers who have so much history with and against each other but literally you know brendan gets uh gets tommy in, in a in a grapple again and Tommy's not getting out of this one. So the whole time, Brennan's yelling in his ear to tell him, he's like, tap, Tommy, tap, tap, Tommy. And then, like, you know, he's like, and you can tell that Tommy's just in pain. You know, he just he's just wriggling around in pain. It hurts. He doesn't want to do this anymore. But then Brennan finally says, he's like, I love you. I love you, Tommy. And then, you know, then Tommy taps and, and matches over. And then after that, you don't really hear any more dialogue for the rest of the movie. It's, I think it's like one minute after this and the movie's over. But what you see on the mat is you see Brennan and Tommy, they're just embracing. They're face-to-face, and they walk out of the, the octagon together. Brennan has his arm around his little brother, and they're just beaten up, and they're battered, and they're they're bruised. But it's like, in the, with the song playing, it's just really, really beautiful. I mean, you could really feel everything that's going on with that. And it's, it is just so beyond powerful. Um, the way that they, they, the way that it's the final shot of those two looking directly into the camera, just completely battered and beaten. And that's just like a complete, you know, metaphor for everything that they've been through together ever since they were kids, you know, everything that, 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 that their dad put them through, everything that their parents put them through, everything that they put uh, each other through. But it, it really, you know, it feels like they've finally overcome all that and they've been able to, to, and this is the first step of them being able to be brothers again. And it's it's honestly beautiful, you know. This whole movie is is completely beautiful. I I love every single minute of this movie, and you know, it's the reason why it's one of my favorite movies. I think is because you know I have a little brother, and I you know I love my little brother a lot, 
And I know that Brendan cares for his little brother a lot. And I think that I've always resonated with this Brendan character because he knows that he would do anything for his little brother. And he knows that he's made mistakes in the past, but, uh, you know, he'd still do anything for him. And I, you know, it's hard not to be empathetic or empathize with somebody like that, especially when you know they're trying to do their best. But this movie's just, it's just really powerful. You know, if you, if you can get through this end scene and you don't even shed one tear, then there's fucking something wrong with you. This is an amazing film. And um, I really want all of you guys to be able to watch it, to be able to view it how I view it and experience it that way. But um, I'm going to do a little bit more on it right now. We're going to get into the categories and do it. So I introduced the categories on uh, the previous episode of The Karate Kid. And we're just going to jump right into it. If you have any questions about the categories, if you want more categories added, if you think one of the categories sucks... Go ahead and DM me on my Instagram, cam.cast. That's cam.cast. All right, let's get into it. Number one, best scene. So I have five nominees for best scene for this movie. Honestly, the whole movie for me is completely rewatchable. I think the whole movie is a best scene, but I'm going to, in, in honor of the category, I'm going to break it down. The first scene I have is when Tommy beats Mad Dog Grimes in his sparring session because you really see what Tommy's made out of, right? You see that Tommy's just really tough. He's not going to give up and he's all business. And that just seems just really badass, right? He just kicks Mad Dog's ass. The second scene is the first meeting on the sand between Brennan and Tommy talked about it a little bit earlier but man this scene is just so powerful the dialogue between these two brothers you can just feel the hatred of both of them uh mostly on tommy's part but you can just feel like brennan just wants he just wants his brother back you know and then tommy has nothing to do with him but like throughout the dialogue this scene's just it's it's honestly incredible uh the third scene when brennan gets his first win in the sparta competition Brennan, when he taps Midnight out in that first one, and he has that look of astonishment, like, holy shit, you know, I fucking, I did it. I, 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 there's a possibility I can win this whole thing. And all those emotions are just completely on Joel Edgerton's face as he does an amazing job portraying a guy who literally is on his last legs. He would do anything for his family. And that tap out that when he beats uh, Matt, or Midnight in that first round matchup is incredible. The fourth best scene, in my opinion, is the scene when Brendan beats Koba. You know, they paint, paint Koba as this larger-than-life individual, you know, just, in, and he is. I mean, it's Kurt Angle, you know. And on in the movie, Kurt Angle is just huge. He just ripped Jag. You know, he looks like the mountain from Game of Thrones. He's just enormous. And when Brendan beats him, it's honestly, it's incredible. You know, it's, it's one of those things that shouldn't have happened, but because this is a movie, we let it slide. But it is a really powerful scene. And then, of course, the fifth, you know, best scene, in my opinion, is the final scene. That final scene when you literally have the Brennan and Tommy fighting against each other, and Brennan doesn't want to fight his brother anymore after he already dislocated his shoulder, and then Tommy taps out after Brennan says, I love you, Tommy, and then from them going from that, embracing, and then Brennan holding his brother and walking out, and playing to that music, and you see Nick Nolte on screen, and he kind of gives a small smirk, and... You know, as if to say, like, you know, finally, you know, my boys are back together. But, man, that scene is just incredible. And that is the best scene in the movie. That's my award for the best scene in this movie is that final scene. I, I'm i telling you guys, I say this and I'm 100% honest. I could watch this movie forever. I can watch that last bit every single day, every hour, and I will still cry. I really will. I don't care if it makes me a little bitch. I don't care. It's an amazing scene. And I, it gets me. It gets me every time. So that's my favorite scene from you know one of my favorite movies of all time. So the second category is what part, what character kind of takes you out of the movie. Um, 
there's not a lot in this movie that I, I like to uh, downplay on. There's just it's just a great film. It's honestly is for the budget that it had, which was twenty three million dollars. It's a great film. It's a gritty film. It's a great film. But if I had to take something out, it's his it's Brennan's students in his physics class. I just feel like they're a little too cartoony. They don't remind me of like real high school kids at all. They're like way too polite and they care way too much about their teacher. And you know, it's you know, I went to high school. There's no one like no one's like that. Granted, granted, Brennan is a really good teacher, but those those three individuals that they have as the students in this movie, they're I don't know. I just don't I don't buy it. You know, I they could have made them a little bit more realistic, but that's that's seriously a super nitpick. So I that would that'd be my only thing. So the third one is the Who Stole the Show Award. This one, it doesn't go to a main character and it can't. It has to go to somebody that's not a main character. For, for So for me, Frank Grillo as Frank Campana completely steals the show in every single scene that he's in. He doesn't have a lot of scenes, but he's he's really the, the, the heart for Brennan's character in this. He really gets Brennan going and he's the reason why Brennan was even a part of Sparta. You know, uh, Frank, Frank Grillo, uh, excuse me, Frank Campana the way that he trains his MMA fighters is he makes him listen to classical music. So anytime Brennan was in the cage and he was freaking out, he goes, "Hey, Beethoven!" And that, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I play uh, I play softball for fun with a lot of my friends, and I've been on a team for a while. There was one particular guy on my team. I used to yell, "Hey, Beethoven!" when he would get a little too angry. And you know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> but and it used to, you know, it's just. It, it made sense to me. It, it, I see. I think it actually kind of mellowed him out a little bit. He would just get really angry. It'd be funny, but when I would yell Beethoven, he would know, "Hey, it's it's time to you know get get your game face on. Let's get going." But Frank Grillo for sure stole the show uh, anytime he was on screen. So we got the recasting couch now. Uh, there's not a lot of people. In fact, I think all the roles in this movie are great. I really do. I would not take anything away from any of the roles. I even think Tessa's the wife is really good because it's kind of a whatever part, but. Uh, but uh, uh, the actress that plays Tess is really good in the role too. She's she's very likable. You can see why Brennan would have not wanted to go with his brother and his mom to stay with this woman who's just fantastic, right? The one thing that I would change, I would probably have a different principal. Um, I think the principal, I think he's really likable. I just think that it would have been cooler to have a more well-known actor in that role. And I think that the principal could have been played way better by a character actor like Sam Rockwell. If you don't know Sam Rockwell that much or that well, he's been in. Uh, he was in Iron Man Two as uh, 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 Justin Hammer, you know Hammer Tech. He was in Three Billboards Over Ebbing, Missouri. He was in uh, The Way Way Back. Sam Rockwell is a fantastic character actor, and I feel like he would have brought the right amount of comedy, uh, levity, and uh, seriousness that was that requires that role. And I think he would have enhanced the movie just a little bit. Plus, I'm a big Sam Rockwell fan. I think he's in like really, really underrated. But yeah, Sam Rockwell would have been good as a principal in this movie. So now we'll get on to uh, category five, which is facts on the production. I'll give you some facts. So one interesting fact that I came across is that Joel Edgerton actually tore his MCL in the cage during production and it halted fight scenes for six weeks. Uh, six weeks. Also, Tom Hardy suffered a broken toe, broken ribs, and a broken finger. So, so I'm talking about, I said earlier in the pod, I said amazing. And I believe that a lot of this stuff was done for real. And this pretty much hits the nail on the head. These guys were really in the cage and they were giving it their all at all times during production of this movie. And 
man, did it really pay off. I mean, some of the things in this movie are just absolutely, you know, the fight scenes are real. If you haven't seen Warrior, you need to watch it. If you love watching the MMA or the UFC, the fight scenes are outrageous. And you even get like, you get all the fight scenes and you get an amazing story to go along with it, which is why this movie is so goddamn powerful. It really is. It's it's just like, it's a shock to your senses. You get It gets you... And a whole bunch of different facets and a whole bunch of different emotions play upon when you get uh, when you go ahead and watch in this movie. Uh, another really interesting part that I found uh, was uh, the character that is the MMA commentator within the, the this movie. His name is Brian Callen, and it turns out that Brian Callen was heavily uh, influenced by Joe Rogan when he was doing his acting in this movie. And, you know, I didn't really know that until I started doing a little bit of research for this movie, but, man, when you watch Warrior and you look at the MMA contender, commentator and you hear his voice and you kind of look at how he looks, that's Joe Rogan. You know, Joe Rogan is an excellent commentator for the UFC. He does a great job, and this guy kind of channels his Joe Rogan. He's, like, really hyped up. He's really excited, you know, and it's just like he... He gives some good commentary and stuff like that, but and it turns out that this guy Brian Callen and Joe Rogan are actually really good friends in real life. So I'm pretty sure Joe Rogan was uh, really appreciated being a part of this movie. Uh, uh, because this movie is so relatively new and young, I wasn't able to find a ton of like extra stuff for it. Um, so if you know anything about this movie that you want to share with me, please tell me because I, I love this movie and I'd love to hear a little bit of tidbits that you guys might be able to share with me. Uh, so number six are nitpicks. Like I said before. I love this movie and I don't want to nitpick it, but this is the category and this is what we do here at Camcast. We honor the categories is what we do. So one of my nitpicks is, why did Brennan have to get fired? Yeah, like, you know, Brennan came to, to work where he works at a high school and he had a bunch of black eyes, or not a bunch of black eyes, he has two eyes, but he had a black eye, uh, you know, he was a little bloody, he was bruised. Did he have to get fired for that? Couldn't he have gotten a warning? You know, obviously he was a good teacher. His students really seemed to like him. Did he have to get fired? You know, it's pretty cold. So that's definitely a nitpick. Uh, second nitpick is, how did Brendan even get into Sparta in the first place? I mean, I know Frank Campana, you know, vouched for him. And he basically you know, gave a spot that was originally for one of his other guys. But Brendan Collin was not qualified to enter into the Sparta 72-hour Grand Prix tournament, you know, for a winner-take-all $5 million. Brendan Collin hadn't fought in the UFC in, from movie standards, it looks like 10 years. But somehow he was able to get into with one of the six, be one of the 16 slots for the Sparta tournament. I don't know. It's just that part was, it's a little iffy, but you know, it's a movie and it's still a nitpick, but I'm, I'm going to pick a nit. And then the final nitpick, would this Sparta tournament actually be able to happen? I mean, think about it. You got 16 guys who are fighting in one tournament across three days in one centralized location, kind of like a bubble. So, I mean, a bubble would work today, you know, but <laughs> no, but uh, it's like, these guys are, you know, if you're going to the championship round, you're going to wind up fight, uh, fighting three different fights or four different fights, you know, and that's just crazy. You know, Brennan and Tommy each had to fight four fights, including their final one, and the body is is tired and broken and beaten after one fight, you know, however, especially Brennan. You know, Brennan, his, all his fights go the distance. They all go three rounds, and he's just beaten up. He's given, he's just completely abused in every single fight that he's in. So I just don't think that lo the logistics of this fight of this this Grand Prix tournament would even happen, I think that it would be stopped by a lot of different agencies. There's a reason why the UFC hasn't done it. You know, I'm pretty sure that they've thought about it and they've contemplated doing something like this, but not over a weekend, maybe over a couple of weeks, which might be a little bit more reasonable. But this would never happen during a 72 day, 72 hour, and if it was, it'd be for a lot more than fucking five million dollars. I mean, yeah, five million dollars is a lot, but these guys are risking serious injury and head trauma and stuff like that. So. And the final category, who won the movie? 
So this is the category where I say, you know, who won this movie, who was able to do the most with this movie and turn it into other things, or when you think of this movie, who do you think of? So my two nominees for this one are Joel Edgerton as Brendan Conlon and Tommy Reardon as, excuse me, and Tom Hardy as Tommy Reardon. So Joel Edgerton, I think, gives his greatest performance in this movie that he's ever given. He's just super likable. He's great. The dude gets in great shape. You know, he kicks a lot of ass. Um, I think he's great. This is my favorite Joel Edgerton movie ever, you know, and he's good in a lot of different things. But this is Tom Hardy's movie. I mean, as soon as Tommy Hart, Tom Hardy's on screen, you just know that it's all business. You know, he goes in there, he kicks a bunch of guys' asses, he has a vendetta against his brother. There's a lot going on, and the and the thing about this movie that makes it even more Tom Hardy's movie is the fact that after this, he just became a staple in our lives for years. You know, before this movie, he was an in Inception. And so that was kind of like everyone's big introduction to Tom Hardy. But then after this movie, he was Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. You know, he did the whole thing with, I'm the Trigger Man. <laughs> you know, I had, sorry, I had to break out my Bane voice. I, I will do anything to be able to break out my Bane voice whenever I can. But absolutely, 100%, Tom Hardy wins this movie just because the dude is, he just he's like a larger than life presence in this movie. He's just completely jacked. And he, you can tell that, right after watching this movie this guy is going to be in our lives for 10 to 15 20 years just doing amazing action movies and hopefully he'll be doing more movies pretty soon but you know with everything going on i don't know what's going on but um but yeah those are the categories you guys and uh we're gonna go ahead and get back to the pod now all right guys so that is my my movie talk on one of my all-time favorite movies warrior uh i hope you guys enjoyed your time again i'm gonna do some closing uh closing words right here Warrior is one of my all-time favorite movies. It it has been since the moment I watched it. Unfortunately, I never got to watch this movie in theaters, and I'm sure this would have been a great cinema movie to watch just because of the sheer action that it has, and the music would have been really loud, the crowd would have been loud, you know, the the punches would have been louder. I'm really disappointed I didn't hear a lot about this in 2011 when this was when this was originally released. You know, that was around the time I think I it was my freshman year of college. You know, I just got done graduating high school, and I wasn't I was into movies but not to the point where I appreciated a lot of the nuances and how things were filmed and scores and stuff like that. But if you need to watch a movie about just a really good bond between brothers, a really good family movie, uh, uh, it's not okay, not necessarily a good family movie, but a, f- a movie about a family that has hardships, that has struggles. And if you just love action movies in general, this is your movie. You know, I will go to bat for this movie every single day. It's one of those movies I could honestly put on every single day and and never get bored of it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said that already on this podcast, but this movie's just it's it's larger than life. It really is, and I really want everyone to appreciate it and see the movie like I do. You know, it's it's a great time. Uh, but having said all that, I I I'm you know I'm really happy with this episode. Uh, just because this is this is really one of the ones that I really wanted to talk to before I ever started the Camcast, because this movie means a lot to me. It really does. You know, I'm an older brother. I have a, a younger sister and a younger brother, and I love them both to pieces. And the way that Brendan loves his brother Tommy, I, I really I really feel that. You know, I really do. You know, he knows that he's messed up in the past, but he wants to move forward, and he just wants to be an overall better person. That's what I try to do every single day. But, you know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Again, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're going on, you know. And, you know, it's... I really want you guys to get more involved in uh, a lot of the things on my my Instagram, on cam.cast. You know, go ahead and DM me, message me, you know, comment on any of my posts that you want to have a conversation going. You know, I I love those comments. I look forward to that. 
You know, it's if for those of you who you know who aren't who don't know me or who are listening to me for the first time, I I love conversing. I love being able to talk about new ideas and have new ideas brought before me. And you know, event if there's a good idea that, that's on there, I'll input into the podcast. You know, I'll get you on there. I'll somehow get I'll figure all that out and we'll be able to get on there. But again, you guys, this is me signing off. Thank you for listening to episode six, Warrior. Thank you.